Hello, book lovers. You're listening to Both Sides Book Club with Katie and Debbie Allen. Every two weeks we get together and chat about a different book. We can't promise you that we will always agree, but then there are at least two sides to every story. Why don't you read with us and join in the conversation? Let's go. everybody and welcome back to Both Sides Book Club. You're with Katie and Debbie. Hi. We are on episode number 10 where we are discussing a romance. We're lovers in the air. (laughs) We are discussing The Sight of You by Holly Miller. Okay now this was my pick so if you haven't had a chance to read it yet, yes it is a romance. Romance. Um, It's the love story between Joel and Callie. Now, Joel has a very unusual gift. Ever since he was a child, um, he's had dreams about the people that he loves and what he dreams always comes true, which sometimes can be a good thing, but sometimes it can be quite tragic because he dreams about when the people he, he loves are going to die. So Callie and Joel are star-crossed lovers mm. and it's sad, and, but it's also life-affirming. And, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I just loved it. Yeah. So we haven't been reading um, any – I don't think we've read a romance yet, No, have we? we haven't. And no. I feel like some of the topics we've been doing of late have been quite um, meaty. Quite heavy. heavy. Quite heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so – Tell me, why did you pick a romance? And do you normally like romances? No, I don't. Um, I, I picked it because um, I thought, yeah, let's do let's do something a little bit different. We yeah. haven't done a romance before, yeah. and it's certainly a really easy book mm. uh, to read. Mm. Um, whereas some of our other ones have been, you mm. know, a little bit a little bit heavier. Mm. But no, I normally I don't like romances, so for me, it's quite unusual. To choose a romance. Yeah. Um, but I just loved this book. Um, I think that um, I could probably count on, on on the fingers of one hand the the number of romances oh, that, that, that have kind of like stayed with me um, for, for years. And, and you guys have probably read many of them yourselves. So there was Me Before You um, by Jojo Moyes mm. and The Time Traveler's Wife uh, by Audrey Niffenegger that came out quite a few years ago, but you may have read it. Um, or One Day mm. by David Nichols. And I guess the thing that I um, have liked about all of them is that all of them have been star-crossed lovers. Mm. So so it's never been kind of plain sailing. Mm. So you never quite know, will they, won't they mm. get it together? Will this last? Mm. What's, what's going to happen? You like the chase um, a bit. Not necessarily the chase, but but the fact that it's not plain sailing, mm. that you never quite know if they're going to manage to mm. to stay together. Mm. I like romances. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't like overly soppy romances, but I definitely... So what's a soppy romance? Oh, uh, just where it's kind of really stereotypical and, like, yeah. um, obvious. I mean, I, I would say, like, teenage romances are often, like, I would say they're soppy because they're just, like, oh that was yeah. bound to happen yeah whereas I don't know I like I like romances that have interesting um interesting characters in them or like interesting um 
for example, I really liked the Rosie Project. Yeah. Um, because yeah. Um, Ron, I think his name's Ron, the main character, he like um, is a little bit on the spectrum. So his character development's really interesting when he falls in love with Rosie. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. And she was an unusual yeah, character. Yeah. So, so I, not stereotypical. Yeah, so I kind of like yeah. romances where they're like, not, I mean, not like you were the star cross, but more just that there's interesting elements to their personalities and they come together. Mm. Um, and I kind of found that in this book, it had that similar, similar theme of mm. in, very interesting, but also very real, real, real life characters. I think I don't like, what I'm trying to say is I don't like overly dramatized romances. Yeah. I just kind of like them when they're authentic and and relatable and I think that that actually was um you know was one of the great strengths of of mm. this book is that the characters were so likable and so realistic mm. is that you know you didn't feel as though they were they were some with you know some sort of stereotypes no, they did felt you like they were your friends they're your friends like, or your next door neighbors yeah, or you could have mm. you could have been them yeah, easily totally. like it was very and I think that was particularly through the dialogue the dialogue yeah. was very natural and the internal yeah. monologues that they were both having were very like relatable and understandable like you can you can understand their the way they're thinking and rationalizing things yeah. you know yeah yeah exactly I mean you told me that you um you love going the, the singing in the shower because you should you yeah. sing in the shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I was like Callie my girl you know what's up <laughs> um yeah but I think the, I mean, like every book, there's some sort of major theme or catalyst mm. or whatever. And this, um, the topic in this book was basically, if you knew when you were going to die, would you want to know? Um, yeah. And I, I'd love to unpack that a little bit. I mean, sure. would, would you want to know? I don't know. Right. I really, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was actually one of the questions that we asked the author, author Holly. Holly, yeah. Um, and um, Holly said she was very firmly on the side of not wanting to know mm -hmm. that it that it would be like having a death knell mm. hanging mm. over you if you were counting down mm. the, the the days and the minutes mm. to to when you wanted to know. But I can kind of see the opposite side. Mm. Two that mm. you know I'm quite as you know I'm quite organized yeah um, um, and you and you are too is mm. that we like to plan ahead and and have some kind of structure mm. um, so so in some ways I guess you know no knowing if you, that you had a finite amount of time um, mm. means you could pack more in in the mm. in the meantime and not waste time mm. but would i want to know i don't i don't i don't think i would actually really? no i don't i don't think i would want to know i definitely would want to would know. you why yeah. i i think it maybe depends if you're chronically ill or you're in a hospital what or yeah. when you're like debilitated in some way i think maybe it's probably better not to know mm. because then you don't have to go like for example if you knew you were going to die instantly in a month's time right yeah you, and you didn't you didn't have any disruptions to your normal day life besides yeah. that right then I would definitely want to know but if I was very sick and I knew that I was going to get worse then I think I probably wouldn't want to know because I wouldn't want to know what was coming I would, no I would I would actually argue the opposite oh what really I, yeah that, that I I'm 
hopefully I'm, I, I'm never in that situation and I, neither are you. In touch with well, none yeah, of you guys. No, none of you guys either, but if you're terminally ill and you have been given a um, a death sentence by, by your doctors yeah. and said, you know, you have X yeah. number of time amount of time to live I think I would want to know then really yeah absolutely so yeah I I, I do so, what, so you could plan yeah. yeah so that so that I could plan and I could make sure I'd say goodbye yeah. to everyone and and um um you know and put things in in mm. place so actually I guess I'm contradicting myself aren't I a little I? bit <laughs> I am no I am no I realize no I as we're talking, I'm realizing I'm talking myself a little bit. I'm talking myself yeah. around. Yeah. I would definitely just, want to yeah. know. Like, yeah. If I was debilitated, then I think I wouldn't want to know because I would just want to be like seizing every single moment. Mm. But if I were, I mean, but also if I knew that I would want to seize every moment. But also I wouldn't, if I knew when I was going to die, I, I feel like I wouldn't, I would be making more decisions without the guilt of the unknown. Mm. If that, I don't know how to explain that. It's like mm. I would want to do all the things I would want to do, but because I knew that I had time up my sleeve or whatever, then I wouldn't feel so guilty if I did want to watch a movie or something. Mm. Whereas if I didn't know, I would feel like if someone told me they know when you're, I think it's different. If someone mm. tells you they know when you're going to die, yeah. then I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I would want to know. Yeah. But also I think it's almost, it's so impossible to, like their relationship, I got really, really frustrated with their relationship. Did you? Joel and Callie. Because so much of me just wanted them to work because they were Mm. just so perfect for each other. Yeah. And I just got really frustrated that something so little but also so huge Mm. was what tore them apart. And, I mean, it's just like Joel's just in such an impossible position. Like how could you possibly be with somebody – and know, know when they're going to die, but yet they don't want to know. Like, you you wouldn't be able to hide it. It's impossible. No, no, you wouldn't. But but I but I also do understand. I mean, it's it's just that impossible dilemma, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is I absolutely understand Callie not wanting to know. Um, you know, you can't blame her for not wanting not yeah. wanting to know. Um, I know, but I, like the romantic in me was just kind of like, come on, Callie, like. Isn't Joel worth like worth you just knowing? Like, is it really that bad to not to like to choose like to know? Like for Joel's sake, but it would have changed their relationship. Yeah, but I reckon. Don't you reckon it would have brought them together closer? Because then they were like, okay, this is how much time we have left together. Let's just do it all. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I know. reckon because it's like if you if there's the two of you and you know, then you would literally go. Why are we saving up to go away? Like, let's go right now. Whereas I reckon Joel mm. would be feeling that internally. He'd be going, we only have, um, what was it, eight years or six? Eight years. Eight yeah. years. Eight years, yeah. So internally he'd be going, I want to do everything. Mm. And she would be like, she doesn't know, so she doesn't really care as much. Mm. Mm. Like, I, I wouldn't know. necessarily say Ka- Callie, like, I mean, she had a beautiful life after Joel with her other partner, but I wouldn't yeah, necessarily yeah. say she, like, jam-packed her life full of, like... Yeah, yeah, but it's not everyone's choice to jam-pack. I know. I, I just... <laughs> I would jam-pack. I would be like, skydiving, <laughs> all these things. Yeah, see, you're a, ja- you're a, jam- you're yeah. a jam-packer. Which is why I would um, want to know. Yeah, whereas, whereas I don't... You know, I think there are a few things that Callie wanted to do. You know, she wanted to have children. She, um, she wanted 
that you know to have a she wanted her career she wanted to to do those things but basically carry on living her life she didn't actually want to change her life mm. um and if you're you know it you're not Cali, you know, I know, know. I'm uh, like, so, I just got frustrated because like yeah. she, sorry, everyone, I just yeah. did a little burp, but I'm um, a bit gross, but oh well, let's go back into it. Um, <laughs> really? Yes. I'm sorry. It's only natural. We're drinking bubbly water. So sorry for everybody listening. We had a momentary disruption. Um, so I think the other thing, I mean, with the book as well, yeah. is the, the idea of these prophetic dreams and like, do... Do we believe that can happen? Well, it's that whole concept of magical realism, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the time traveler's wife, which is I mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, it, again, if you guys ha- haven't read it, um, the main character in that basically slips out of time and, and, and travels either forwards or backwards. Mm. And each time he meets, um, I actually can't remember what the, the, the girl is called in, uh, um, mm-hmm, but, but so their relationship in fact spans 60 years mm. because they keep, he keeps slipping into and out of, out of their lives. So, mm. so that kind of thing, I think, took a bigger, um, amount of, of, you had to suspend your disbelief, I think, a bit more than mm. you did with this one. With, yeah, mm. with with Joel. I mean, it depends. I mean, I guess if you believe in psychics and and and, and prophecy and and things. Well, I feel like I mm. definitely believe in intuition, and I yeah. feel like I definitely believe in deja vu. Yeah, and that there is probably varying degrees of deja vu. Mm. Um, that you know, and I I don't know whether I I believe that in you can also dream about something and then self-manifest it in many ways as well. That like, you know, you might have a dream that you've done something and mm-hmm. then and then you can I, I I feel like I believe in that, that you can self-manifest what whatever you put your mind to. So if it's in a dream then perhaps that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd like I like to believe in, in But what about that. dreaming about other people? Yeah. I feel like that's no different. Like mm. No different. I, I believe in prophetic dreams. I, I think that, like, why not? We, I mean, so often, like, I, I don't know, for so often there's so many times where I'll call you mm. and we both have had the same thought about something. Yeah, sure. And we, you know, and that's that's got to be something more than just intuition. Mm. Or, like, there was once um, my partner Jay was away on an adventure mm. and he um, – really injured himself in Norway and yeah. he had only a satellite phone yeah. and we I was told that if I get a call on a satellite phone that something wrong has happened yeah. and the night before that happened myself his dad and his sister all had a fear that something had happened to Jay mm. and then I got a satellite phone call the next yeah. morning yeah so yeah. I, like that and that's got to be more than just intuition like that I feel like there is some sort of level of connection Mm-hmm. That perhaps we're just some sort of energy, yeah, 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 without being too like overtly hippie or mm. delving into mm. whatever. But I definitely think we have the ability to connect in so many different ways. Um, mm. So that's why I felt like the prophetic dreaming in this wasn't so imaginary because I felt like it could, like, it's very. I felt like it wasn't too astray. That I mean, perhaps that it's po- that it's that it 
potentially yeah. possible. Yeah, like I felt yeah. happy just to go along with it because I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe he's just really switched on or whatever. Mm. And also, mm. likewise, I feel like nobody really cared in the book about it. Like that, in, what, in what way? Like his sister and stuff or was like, oh. oh, I had a feeling that you must have some sort of like. But that wasn't his early, ex- that wasn't Joel's early experience. I mean, that's no. why he, um, Joel, for, um, again, if you guys haven't read the book yet, um, for a long, long time, Joel wouldn't tell anyone that he was having the dreams mm. because when he did try to tell someone when he was a, a doctor, when mm. he was a student, basically he was dismissed as you know as as um as a joke or 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 suggesting that he was mentally ill in Mm. some sort of way um basically they they didn't believe him Mm. so um he was very reluctant to to share Mm. um yeah but I mean even though like that for sure but I mean like nobody really super poked fun at him like in a in a bad or oh you've got weird special power like I don't know. I felt like I just feel like it wasn't too far off the sphere yeah. of what could be reality. Yeah. That, that it was easy to yeah accept. So mm. let's talk about Joel. Okay, I liked Joel. Did you? I really liked Joel. Yeah, I thought he was funny. I loved his sense of humour. Mm. I liked the fact that he was a vet. Mm. You know, again, kind of I, I guess in your stereotypical um, romance. Then, yeah, you have doctors, don't you? Mm. You kind of have doctors lawyers. or journalists, lawyers or, or, um, or multi-millionaires. Or... Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, no, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's not, no, it's not, nothing like that. Um, but, um, what, but, yeah, yeah I don't there's, think... there's nothing like Fifty Shades of Grey this book? <laughs> I don't really? Think, I don't think there's any mention of a grey tie. <laughs> At all, yeah, right. at all. I think we're okay. <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> but you um, like, but you yeah. like Joel. Yeah, I did. I yeah. So he ma- he made me laugh, and um, um, I really warmed. I really warmed to him. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I liked him. I mean, like I said, he just felt like a friend. Um, I think particularly. Actually, it just came to me now. I think yeah. the way that he pl- they um, not he, sorry, Holly the writer wrote about his relationship with Melissa too, I felt was very, um, you see that sort of relationship. Realistic. Yeah, you see yeah. that sort of relationship benefits. all the time. Yeah. And you can kind of see that Melissa likes him a little bit more than she's leading on. Yeah. And like, I just felt like all of Joel's interactions were very real and honest. Mm. Um, mm. So I really liked him. And I, and I liked how he was a bit, he was quite upfront with Callie as well. Mm. I kind of liked that he just said it how it, how it is mm. in the, um, mm. And also, how cute is it that he went to a doorstep with a little note and everything? I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I really yeah. liked him. I just, like I said, I just kind of got a bit frustrated at him because I just was like, oh, like, I know you're trying to do the right thing by letting Callie do her life, but like, yeah, but can't it's like, you just deep down, like, just figure it out? <laughs> But it, but it was a pattern for him, though, wasn't it? Mm. You know, is is that when we first meet Joel, he's a mess. Mm. Um, you know, he's absolutely he's absolutely a mess. Mm. Um, and you know, you you see him beginning to heal himself and beginning to trust the other mm. people 
um, in the book, mm. um, partly due to the influence of, of, of Callie mm. um, and the other lovely people that come into his life. Mm. Um, and, you know, he knows, he just knows that he can't go back there again. Mm. You know, he can't go back to the situation he was in when his mum died. Um, and not, you know, no. I just wanted um, him to no. heal a little bit more. Mm. I think I just wanted him to heal a little bit more. And then mm. I think I got, I feel like it, it got amplified. My frustration is when Warren came into the, into the story a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because I like... was just like, ah, oh, I just felt like Warren, like he loved Joel's mum like so, so, mm. so much. But it's that saying of like, you know, if you love something, learn to let, let it, it go. go. Yeah, if you love it, let but it go. But I'm so not a believer in that. I yeah. feel like I'm like an advocate for the opposite. Like if you love something, you should just like go after it. Like mm. don't let it slip through your fingers. I don't know. I just got frustrated at Warren with his advice to Joel about Callie because I'm just like, I felt like Joel could have done with some more healing and more. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I think I think. Um, that that Warren wasn't as brave as Joel. Mm, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that Warren had spent most of his life running away mm. from his gift, if you like, or his 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 um, his psychic. Oh, powers. I should tell you that Warren yeah. Joel's biological father also has this um, yeah. prophetic dreaming. In case yeah. you guys don't know that already. I mean, I think um, I agree. I I got frustrated with Warren too. Um, I, yeah, I think he was probably the character that I had most problems with. Mm. Um, but although, he was important. Although I think he, uh, although I actually think he was important for a number of reasons. One, it, you know, it gave more legitimacy to Joel's, um, gifts, mm. um, that it came from somewhere rather than it just being a random manifestation in him and I think legitimacy um, to Joel's pain as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, that it that it had already and misidentity that it yeah. exactly that it had already happened um, before. Mm. Um, and I think that Warren actually did help Joel to come to terms with mm. with his gift, mm. um, which ultimately helped his relationship with Callie, but certainly helped him to get over. Mm. Um, to get past Callie, mm. um, you know, to 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 the end of the the end of the book, where yeah. where um, I don't think we'll actually talk about that point at the at the end of the book, um, in case you guys haven't read it, because we wouldn't want to to to, to spoil, spoil it yeah. to to spoil it. I for know. You. I just mm. I know. I just kind of think, oh, what a sad life for Joel and Warren that they're like so terrified yeah. to love anybody because they will have to let them go and hmm. i just think i just got yeah i wanted i wanted a happy ending okay <laughs> i was just annoyed because i really liked joel yeah and i really wanted him just to to have something but in a but, but in a way or for him to have a baby and it stops the cycle or something or something like i yeah. wanted him to have a kid with callie's so and then yeah it would stop the the cycle yeah you know yeah no I no I, I yeah, just I wanted know. something yeah of Callie and Joel to hold on to I wasn't mm. ready for them just to mm. but I kind of think that the ending does give does give you that I think mm. the ending for Joel is cathartic is 
is yeah is that he is actually able to say to Callie how much he loves her and Bill and, she, like, like. <laughs> and 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 she to him i yeah. think i think he almost comes to is at peace with it then yeah i think you're um, right i think you're probably mm. right i um one of the things that i particularly liked about the book was um the the flipping of chapters mm. between mm. um Joel and Callie's perspective and we've had that in a couple of our books mm. now where um you, you know the the two main characters have been have been the narrators mm. um but i think it worked particularly well in terms of just the progression of of Callie and Joel's relationship mm. how did you feel about it i felt like it mimicked exactly what you feel like when you are in a relationship i feel yeah. like because it was flipping between day by day to begin yeah. with and i feel like when you first date somebody you are just like i mean you see it in yeah. yourself or if you haven't met somebody you see it in definitely in your friends i know i often see it in my best friends mm. when they've gotten with people and you're just yeah. like hello do we <laughs> exist anymore yeah you know because it's so all consuming all consuming yeah. and i felt like you really quickly got to see their relationship develop which is exactly what it feels like mm. when you first start start dating mm. someone your whole world just goes like mm. to that person yeah and then when you've been with someone for quite a while it then starts to like time. The, rest of, the rest of the world yeah. can come back in. And again. all of a sudden you're like, yeah. oh shivers, we've that, mm. was that really a month ago since we did that? Yeah. Or like, you know, it time starts to become really yeah. drawn out. And I think Holly did a really good job of doing that in the book because that to me is exactly what it felt like a yeah. relationship was like. So I think that also added to the feeling of that you felt like they were your friends or they could be you. It was yeah. quite a natural flip. I think I yeah. think I think so too. Um, yeah, and I think Holly did an you know, absolutely beautiful job of, of writing this because it didn't, I think we said before, I mean, it didn't feel cliched. It mm. didn't, it didn't feel overwritten, um, even though it was talking about, you know, quite intense feelings, obviously. Mm. Um, so, so I think it was, yeah, really, really well well written so that you just absolutely couldn't put it down and just, yeah. and just ripped through it. Mm. Yeah. Do you believe in true love? Oh, <laughs> oh. Do I believe in true love? Um, Are Joel and Callie destined to be with each other? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. You're such a cynic. Are you kidding? I don't read romances. I don't believe in true love. Oh. You're sounding like a hard egg. You're not. I promise she's gushy on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> She's just English. <laughs> I, no, do I think there's only one person for I didn't say you? that. I said you believe in true love. Yeah, but it's the same kind of thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay. It's, it's, All right, for well, me, answer it's, the question. it's the same kind of thing. Um, I, think there, I think there is fate to a certain degree. I, think, I certainly think that you meet people in your life that you are just incredibly attracted to mm. and more than just a phys physical attraction mm, mm. is that you have the feeling that you were meant to be with this mm, person mm. um but then I do think that that can change over a period of time and um and that you are capable of meeting somebody else mm. so um depends what I mean what's your definition of true love well 
I'm not going to answer that question. I'm actually going to say something else. Because okay. I, I yeah. watched a series recently. Yeah. And it was so clever. I really, really liked it. It was based off, um, based on, based off, which one is it? Based on. on, on um, mm. Based on the fact that scientifically, um, well, through data analysis, basically, mm. that um, each person falls in love seven with seven different people oh, really? before they meet the one okay. that they could, will be with for the rest of their life. Mm. And um, for the relationship to stick, usually it's the seventh Why? relationship. Why seven? What's because, the magical number? Well, it's just data and that's just like what has been proven. Okay. Um, but the true love, these different loves don't necessarily have to be, say, with a, a man or, 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 or of a person of your attraction. It could be like a love for your parent, a right. love for your sibling, a yeah, love for okay. your best friend, yeah. your first kiss, your yeah. um, high school best friend, mm. your um, first boyfriend, your first relationship. Mm. Like it can be any sort of combination of love, mm. um, but where you've actually truly loved somebody or something. Yeah. And basically what they're saying, the whole series was about the fact that through each of these different seven things that you love, mm. it unlocks different parts of your um, your not your mind, but like who you are. Your it helps shape you as your personality, a, your personality as okay. an identity. Yeah. So then, by the time you've got to seven, it's like you uh, have been more developed. Lucky last, is it? Yeah. Or like you, you <laughs> kind of know you yeah. you know what it is you mm. are actually are looking for. Mm. And so, you know, because you, you certain like, I love you fiercely, mm. but I don't love you the Likewise. way that I, thank you, <laughs> but I don't love you the way that I love my boyfriend. No, of course not. You know what I yeah. mean? But I've mm. learned so many things from mm. your love mm. that I definitely carry with, with me, you yeah. know? And so it's that, so I, I, I don't know, I, I feel like there is, there is true love, but there's also, I feel like you've got to, you can have multiple true loves in the sense of where you're at. In your mind and your okay. And your well, life. I would okay. Well, I would. You agree. know what I mean. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Agree so for with sure, that. you can meet someone and you're sure. like, oh my god, this is this is meant to be. Yeah, because you've been through yeah all those different parts of love mm. that you go, okay, I'm ready to mm. now accept this one person mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was it was a really clever series. I just thought it was a really interesting way to um mm. to data analyze or just to look at so was it done by psychologists or something or must how have was been. it yeah, must have okay. been i can't remember you it can't remember. I'll, yeah. I'll write it in the caption below what yeah, it was it was, it was really, really interesting good. it was really it was really, really interesting, interesting. To, to watch it, mm. it I, and i felt like it really it it made sense and you know so maybe for callie and joel maybe their love oh look here we go and now i'm being i wanted them to be together but yeah. maybe maybe for both callie and joel like you say it was healing for them in that way and that you know, Callie took something from Joel and she was able to have it with her yeah, future I mean, life. And yeah. Joel took something yeah. from Callie and was able to start to love his dad, you know, that... Yeah, yeah, um, and love himself. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I think that was a big thing with Joel is is, is actually, yeah. you know, come to terms with, be able to live with himself. Mm. So, um, yeah. So, thank you, Holly Miller. So, for thank you, Holly Miller. Epic book, and I hope you all enjoyed, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. We loved it. Um, so, next Next book. Boo, yes. Okay. I have been very excited about this one. And this is the <laughs> book that actually got really, really, really good. Um, good. Got lots of um, of your votes when we did the 
Yeah, the pick for July. Mm -hmm. um, so we thought we'd have to have it in for August. Yes. It is. So, If I Had Your Face by Frances Cha. So could you tell us about it? I don't want to tell you too much about this book mm. because it, it, I just know you will all really like it. If it, it's kind of, a, it's a story about four different girls and their journeys um, navigating a very, um, basically they're living in, in Seoul and Korea and Botox and um, all things like fillers, plastic surgery, fillers, um, changing the shape of your draw, Boot jaw jobs. Yes, is just done. about mm. as common as getting a haircut. Yeah. So it's about the four different girls and then and then navigating a world of ex it's, it's contemporary, very contemporary career too. And it's about basically them navigating this world of insane beauty standards. Yeah, um, and, and competition. Yeah, so yes. I feel like if you really enjoy picking a pimple, you'll really enjoy this book. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that same sort of like <clears throat> to it. Um, so yes, I hope you enjoy. I really like. I really liked it. So everybody, thank you for listening, and until next time, happy, happy reading. reading. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find us on Instagram at bothsides.bookclub. We'll see you soon.